All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape. With host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Hey, what's good, everybody? Presented by Botano, it's time for the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Making his debut, round of applause for the one and only Anthony Stewie. Uh, Stewart, what's going on, Stu Cat? How are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. A little bit of uh, technical difficulties on my uh, first round here, but we've got it all sorted out and definitely excited to join my boy, the Golden Muzzy. I love it. It's a bit of a reunion from our time over at Sportsnet. Again, I'm Nick Alberga at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe here on YouTube at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, just search Leafs Morning Take wherever you find your podcast as well. We'll pop up. Stewie, there's a lot to talk about. On the show today, obviously recapping the game from last night, looking ahead to the five-game road trip here for the Maple Leafs. Also, uh, Jay Rosal is going to drop by with a, a new segment for the season, Rosie's Rants, where effectively he's going to rant about something. I wonder what he's going to talk about from last night. But uh, all in all, what have you been up to uh, through here in the summer? Uh, I've been very, very busy. I was on the ice this summer uh, working with some of the NHL guys. Uh, as you know, I am a skills coach. I know I'm a little bit... Uh, thicker around the waist these days, but I can still get on the day on the ice and throw a mean sauce pass. I've been doing that. Uh, you know, we had our uh, summit with uh, my charity hockey equality where we had 250 kids there for subsidized on ice and off ice training as well. And I'm also a new member of the NHL players uh, inclusion coalition. So I've been doing that uh, going around to various NHL dressing rooms, talking about inclusion and diversity and just the importance of that. So I'm very, very blessed and busy, uh, uh, excited to be on here with you today. And, uh, you know, hopefully throughout the seasons to talk uh, some Leafs here. 
You do some fantastic word, uh, work, excuse me. It's happy to, great to have you aboard this season, Stewie. Um, I think from the sauce pass perspective, you never lose your hands, do you? Like if you have good hands, you have good hands for life, no? Absolutely. I still got the P28 curve. I still got my S17 and uh, the sauce pass and the flips. I remember standing, I think it was at uh, Air Canada Centre. I was able to stand on the blue line and flip the puck over the jumbotron through the middle. So that is, that's been confirmed by numerous sources. So yeah, the hands are still there, still there. Before we get to anything, I think that the big question everybody's been wondering here in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401, do you have Jack Campbell to win the Vesna trophy again this season? <laughs> I honestly think that is your burner account on, on Twitter. That reminds me about that take. Uh, <laughs> every single week since I made it last year and to uh, not really defend myself, but uh, it was a segment called what is your hottest take of the year? And at the time it was a pretty hot take that sort of had some sense. You know what? They, they were trying to move on from Koskinen. They were trying to bring in a goalie that can sort of help them uh, take that next step. And I was hoping that they were improving their defensive scheme in Edmonton. And that wasn't the case. So yeah, I was a little bit too spicy and uh, you know what? I wear it. I wear it like a badge of honor and uh, I have no problem being self-deprecating. So uh, I wish I can say, I think he's going to bounce back this year. I hope he does. I, I like to see players do well, but uh, after that first outing, I'm not too sure, Nick. Yeah, me neither. And uh, I'll just tell you this, you know, having been in broadcasting for X amount of years now, we have some very, very frigid takes. My take last summer, in fact, I was on missing curfew. And uh, my take was that Vegas was going to miss the Stanley Cup playoffs. And well, we all saw how that worked out, right? Uh Oh, and I think I may have said Boston uh, is not going to make it this year, but I don't think I'm going to double down on that one yet. Uh, I'm going to wait probably after game 20 to to readdress that one. Well, that's a tough thing is like these employers, they want bold takes. They want spicy takes. I give you your takes. I'm going to look like an asshole, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyone could say Shesterkin there is going to win the Vesna, right? It's, it's, that's an easy take. And uh, for me, I, I like to have fun with it. Right. And, and everyone asked me, you know, and it's funny, like, yeah, I value my opinion, but I'm not willing to die on a hill for anything specific, right? As players. Yeah. We, we know the game, we study the game, we understand it. Uh, but again, if you don't, like my point of view, that that's great. I'm not going to sit there and debate you for 26 days about, you know, the toughness of the Leafs or debate you about the power play or, you know, someone who hasn't scored a goal in the power play uh, in two years. So there's a lot of people that really value their opinion to the max for me. It's like, Hey, you know, this is what I'm saying. If you don't like it, well, you know what, send me a gift, chirp me and then go on about your day. Yeah, that's the great thing about you is you can take a trip or two. I think that's probably how we bonded for the first show we did together over at Sportsnet. I mentioned missing curfew. So everybody in the rink last night was wondering where Corey Perry was pointing. I don't know if you caught that goal, but Perry pointing to somewhere in the crowd. Apparently it was to the missing curfew, fellas. But it's just something about Corey Perry. You're going to see the goal on your screen in a second here. But just something about Corey Perry. He just dominates the Leafs, doesn't he? Yeah. And the one thing I can say about Perry, he's the same draft year as me and I was drafted before him. So I don't know what the Panthers were thinking, taking me at 25 (laughs) and him at uh, 30. I think he fell to, but he's just one of those guys that finds a way to adapt. I think his nickname is, is, is the worm because he just adapts and he, uh, whether it's on the truculence end, you saw him, you know, mixing it up with Reeves. He's one of those guys that gets engaged every single game. And for a Chicago Blackhawk team that has every single reason to, 
sort of shut it down this year. He keeps that team into the fight. And, you know, talking about the missing curfew boys, I learned about junior hockey really quick playing with Shane O'Brien in Kingston. So I think my rookie year was him uh, and Josh Gratton. So I, I learned about what it was to be a junior hockey player really, really quick. And back then was probably the tail end of the, the slap shot days. But uh, those are great guys and they have a great community. Uh, you know, connection to the hockey community. And they're, they're very, well, very well liked, especially with, uh, you know, Corey Perry, how he is with some of the old school uh, players of, of, of the past. Love those guys as well. And it's just something about Corey Perry, man. You look at him, whether it's game one of the preseason or game 58 of the regular season or the Stanley Cup playoffs or final. He just has that it factor, that grit factor. He just has that look, that snarl to him. And you saw it last night. It's like game three, and he's bitching back and forth with Ryan Reeves over a fair hit. Nikita Zaitsev fell weird. Like, that's the type of guy you need on your team. And again, it just hits a bit differently in this market because Kyle Dubas had a bunch of opportunities, namely during the pandemic, to probably sign Corey Perry, and he elected to go some other routes. But he's just that type of guy that you need, I think, on your roster to have success in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I just feel that way for some reason. Yeah. And use the term drag into the fight. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, personified with like a Matthew Kachuk and he does it in a different way where, you know, there's some nights where in an 82 game season, you're just tired. You don't really, you just want to get through the game and, and think about something else. But when you have a guy who's, you know, got $75 million in the bank, grinding, chirping, doing whatever he can take to win that motivates the team as a group. And, you know, like I mentioned, we were the same age group here. So 38 years old, I could not imagine. I'm 38 now. And yeah, I put on a couple of LBSs here. But to be grinding like that, that just shows what type of person he is. But he has that love for the game. He could have shut it down four or five years ago, you know, especially after he got bought out by the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Uh, but to him to show up and 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 do what he does every single night you know, that's, you know, there's going to be a lot of teams vying for his services, um, you know, at the trade deadline because he still has a lot of juice left in, in the tank. At this point, you almost forget he was an Anaheim Duck and was a Rocket Richard winner and just a winner overall with that team and a combo with Ryan Getzlaff back in the day. But yeah, it's been a preserved career for sure for Corey Perry. Meantime, brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer story. Thanks to DoorDash. You don't have to worry about cooking dinner or running to the store anymore. Let it all come to you. For a limited time, our listeners, viewers can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code NATION25. That's NATION25. And please note, it's uppercase NATION25. Please note the offer is currently only valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. And I want to start things off, Rosie, by talking about the trap game. Did you have that feeling going into last night the Leafs are going to do the exact same thing they always do, and, that, and that's lose to a lottery team? Well, I think there was some symptoms of creeping in from game one and two that that probably what was going to happen, right? And you heard Sheldon Keefe's, um, you know, comments after we've seen this movie before and it's the National Hockey League where if you don't show up every single night, whether you're playing the, the first place team or the 30th team, 32nd team, 31st team, you're going to have an opportunity to lose. So I think for them, and, and, and again, we, we've heard all the, the clips and the sound bites after the game where, yeah, they're not paying attention to detail. They're turning the pucks over. Um, they're not getting pucks in deep. They're not managing the puck and they're taking penalties at inopportune times. So when you add all those little things up, you know, you're going to be having teams like the Chicago Blackhawks be in those games. So the NHL is about details and not to get too, uh, you know, analytic about you. You have to find a way to put those teams away early. So, you know, you're coming out that first 10 minutes if you're turning pucks over and, 
you know, it could have been two, three, nothing. I think after the first 10 minutes, you know, Walls sort of made some big, big saves, but that now when those teams now feel like they have a chance, that's sort of when now they can come and take over the game. So I think that's something that needs to be developed by this Leaf team is having that killer instinct. And we were talking about that for two, three years, but you know, I'm not going to get negative because it's only three games into the season, but you know, I think sometimes now when you have that abundance of talent, you sort of look around the room saying, well, you know what? Austin's going to get a hat trick tonight. So he's going to give us a chance to win, but he can't score three goals every yeah. single game. I don't know. Kenny, Kenny, I don't know. Uh, so at games like this, you need your bottom six, you need your bottom pairing guys to sort of, you know, step up and, and weather the storm or find a way to contribute at uh, both ends of the ice. So yes, you know, the top six, they can't, they're going to get you, they're going to get you too, but some of these guys got to help get you through some of these games. So um, it's early in the season, uh, but you know, from game one, you know, there was a lot of turnovers. There was a lot of missed assignments. Uh, there wasn't a little hop in a step as a group. And that's something I think they're looking to improve over the next, uh, you know, going into this road trip for sure. The market's just hilarious, Stu. Like the first two games, the Leafs are winning the Stanley Cup. Now reading my mentions, reading the chat, you know, analyzing social media last night after losing to the lowly Blackhawks. It's like the sky is falling again where like the the chart people are coming out saying, I told you this team was going to be shit defensively. It's like, give me a break. It's three games into this season. And last time I checked, no team in NHL history has gone 82-0, and right? Uh, the Miami Dolphins in what seventy two? Yeah, that's not eighty two and zero, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it, it's it's a good point, but that's the market that we live in. And now that I'm in the media, you know, I, I've been in you know different formats where we're sitting there talking about, well, you know, what do you think of Pierre Engvall's you know third second period? It's like, well. When you don't really micromanage the analytic side of the game that much as a team, right? And you have to focus just sort of on the basics and the details. I think that's something with this group. They have the talent. They have the ability to pot five, six every night, but you can't really be getting into track meets with some of these other teams because they have equal uh, firepower. So for me, um, you know, my claim to fame is the one year in Florida um, it was myself, Camille Kreps, and Brett McLean. We were only on for seven goals against as a as a third wow. as a fourth line. I think we only scored four, but that's Still. how much attention to detail. Where if we caught a minus, we took that personally because we were like, man, like this, this, this. We we're probably gonna end up in the press box. So yes, are you gonna have that much attention with a team talented like this? No, but you got to find that middle ground where you just have to resort to the to the basics and the details. And I talk about it. And I use the analogy. Um, in, in the Olympics for gymnastics, right? Everyone has their different disciplines, whether it's the you know uneven bars, the floor routine, uh, the rings, but everyone knows how to do a backflip, right? Everybody in that Olympics knows how to do a backflip. Same thing with hockey. So regardless of your specialty, if you're a forward, defense, uh, offense, penalty kill, power play, you know how to play the basics of defense and, and cover your guys and return and retrieve to the house and not leave a guy open the slots. So it's going to take some time to have that be ingrained. Uh, but when we're talking about this Leaf team being a contender and going above and beyond what they've done in the last couple of years, that's the detail that they have to figure it out. And trust me, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter all day. I, I get my report from my phone. You've been on your phone eight hours today. So um, it's, well, we need goal scoring in the playoffs. You need goal scoring in the playoffs. But I think the good defense leads to good offense. But thanks to this fucking shadow ban, I can't see anybody's tweets, man. It's ridiculous, man. I'm seeing tweets from like three days ago, man. I, I, if there's one beef I have in life right now, it, it, yeah. it's Twitter. Like Elon Musk destroyed Twitter and the way I experienced Twitter. Like I love watching hockey 
and seeing how people react. And now I'm not seeing the tweets I want to see. It's funny. Like I started off, you know, now they have like the two different timelines, right? The ones that you're following and then for you. So I'm like all this for you stuff. Like, I don't know what is this stuff, but I'm like, I'm finding myself more and more (laughs) trending towards seeing what these random people have to see have to say. So yeah, it's, it's different. The game's changed on Twitter, but what are you going to do? It's free. So I'm, I'm using it until they start to charge. But once they charge, I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll catch Alberga in, in person at two cats, maybe on a Friday and we'll chat. We'll Look chat. Where am I sure for you today, bud? <laughs> two cats on the emblem. And I can't wait for all star uh, weekend. I'm ready cooking something up with the two cats crew there. Um, a buddy of like, so one of my best friends lives in Florida, but we, we stay in touch like all the time, obviously. And he had the funniest thing he asked me last night. He's like, why do the, why do teams play their, their starting goalies against the Leafs? And he makes an astute point. Like I would play my backup because all backups do are, are beat the Maple Leafs. Like Arvid Soderbloom, and I joked about this yesterday. I'm like, watch, Peter Mrazek's going to roll into town, make 40 stops. The Hawks are going to win the game. Well, I, I I got the goalie wrong, but I got the prediction right, right? Like Arvid Soderbloom, yes. Whole Leafs nation, if anybody had a clue who that guy was until last night. But he makes 36 saves. What is it about the Leafs, even the Jays that would throw in the conversation when they face a no-namer? They can't figure it out for some reason. Well, I played in the Southeast division, right? Where we were some lowly teams where teams are scratching for the playoffs. But when you came to play Toronto, you brought your a game. Um, And again, you you have to get 10, 12 tickets. You have family, you have Mm -hmm. friends, you know, you're on hockey night in Canada. You're on the big stage guys find a way to get up and and go above and beyond to have a good, good game. And, you know, I think my best game was uh, when they threw the waffles on the ice. I think I had a goal and assist my first game at the air Canada center at the time. So you really get up for those games. And so especially the goaltenders, right? They know they're on a big stage and they know uh, there's going to be a lot of eyes watching. And and sometimes when you're on lowly teams, you want to play your way off the Island or play your way or find a reason to, to show up and have a good game, whether it's for a big contract or playing your way off the Island. So guys really bring your a game against the Leafs. And, you know, I'll go back and check the analytics, but uh, I don't remember losing too many games uh, playing in Toronto just because I had that extra motivation uh, for the media, for the spotlight, but most importantly, you know, for your family and friends that are there watching every single time you're in town. It's funny you bring that up because I had a buddy, a colleague in the media, and I won't name names, but uh, I don't know if you saw the Toronto media was pretty annoyed and peeved that Connor Bedard didn't talk to the media at the morning skate, didn't talk to the media pregame. Apparently, he pulled the Irish goodbye after the game. So no Connor Bedard. What's your stance of that being a former player, um, um, Stewie? Um, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough coming in because I think everyone's now putting the pressure on him now to be the face of the NHL. And again, we talked about myself uh, in the, in Toronto working with the pros and, um, you know, there was uh we had a little mini tournament on the final day of the summer training where it was our gym, you know, Matt Nichols gym versus yeah. Gary Roberts gym. And they had Connor McDavid, they had Leon Dreisaitl and they had Connor Bedard. And the kids were lining upside the dressing room waiting for Connor Bedard. So, and there's other superstars that have been in the league now for the last six, seven years, lighting it up. So that just shows how much hype and uh, attention is put on Bedard and it gets too much. So I think for him, it it comes down to, you know, his mental health side. And, you know, there's going to be some days you're not going to want to do, you just want to focus on hockey. And sometimes, you know, when that spotlight's on you, it shines a little bit too brightly. So if I'm him, yeah, take a day off. Yeah, I know it's Toronto, but, you know, I'm seeing him doing, you know, 
interviews on the bench Everywhere. in the middle of the game. Everywhere. Like, if that was me, some one of the guys would come and put a pie in my face middle of the game. So there's a lot of pressure. And remember, he's still a kid, 18 years old. So yeah, take a break. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, again, it's, you know, you want these players to have personality. You want them to be seen, but when they say something, you're all over them. So I understand both sides of it. So give them a bit of a break, let them score some goals and he'll be back, you know, in the spotlight, you know, chatting a good game for everybody. I don't know what the do is respect to like Boston and Pittsburgh, Toronto's the market where you're not flying out the hottest prospect name in the NHL right now. I think it was just a bit ridiculous, but I know Taylor Hall comes out. Hell, even like Mitch Marner was defending Connor Bedard, which I didn't understand. I know the media is going to ask the question, but if I'm Mitch, I say next question. He's not even on my team, but we're, we're protecting guys now. Yeah, but no, I just could imagine if you had a question, what would you be asking him there? <laughs> I wouldn't be asking because I've, I've interviewed some of the best stars in the league and they're bland as shit. I don't want to interview them. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, what is he really going to You know, why does Nothing. it matter if he's, if he's yeah. in Toronto or Montreal or all, he's going to be saying the exact same thing. You know, he, he's a guy that passes the buck and, and all that. So that that's something I think the NHLers as a whole can really, really improve. And, and I urge everybody uh, to do this because showing a little personality, look what it's did for someone like Paul Bissonnette, right? He yeah. didn't have uh, you know, he didn't, uh, light the, 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 the league on fire, but personable guy always did interviews was a great team guy. And it led to a second career for him where he's killing it. So, you know, I, I tell everybody, you know, you're not going to be able to just retire to the beach with your millions of dollars or some guys that are doing it. I have friends that are doing it and they're miserable. So you need a second career or second doing something, but being involved in the media being a part of it and using it as a tool can lead to so many other things. So that's why I tell the players, like I, I go in these dressing rooms all the time, like do the interviews, talk to the kids, go above and beyond for them because who knows what's going to happen in 10, 15 years when you're done. That's the unique thing about this sport in general is like, do I foresee any of these superstar players having media careers? Like, do you envision Crosby being in the media? Like guys like, like they're just, there's not much cooking no. personality wise. <laughs> do I just don't know how to extract it? No, because it's, it's hard work. It's hard work. And I, and I won't tell the player, but uh, David Amber was telling me he was, uh, he's working. This is when he was at the SPN years ago. And uh, one of the NHLers, you know, he was a legend, a hall of famer signed up to do, uh, you know, analyst analyst for the uh, for the year and after the first game he's like okay david I'll, I'll see you later and david's like well where are you going he's like well i'm done he's like there's another game he's like what <laughs> so he did that game and then he did not come back let's just say that because it's it's real work you can't just show up and, and shoot the breeze you gotta you gotta do prep you gotta watch you gotta study and again if i'm uh making, you know, 10 mils on my investment. Uh, you know what? I don't want to sit there and talk about the power play for some team that uh, I know is probably not going to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but I, you know, to that point, I think there's there's a difference between like doing that and showing personality and like showing the way you play the game and enhancing the broadcast that I think sometimes is missing. But that's just always my curiosity when it comes to general, in general, personality in the league. I just think I find the big stars don't have it. And I, I think the ironic part from last night too, um, Stewie was the fact that, you know, we feature everything around Connor Bedard and Austin Matthews and understandably so, but both guys held off the score sheet. I think that was the bigger story for me. It wasn't that the Leafs lost. It was more so the fact that they lost and Connor Bedard didn't register a point last night. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, but you, you look at him and, and you look at Matthews, every time they were on the ice, they made something happen, right? Yeah. It's, as, as much as we're saying they're off the score sheet, easily both of them could have had you know, two goals, two assists, a four point night. Right. True. And and that's the one thing now when, you know, we talk about the media zeroing on these guys, that's what the other teams are developing their, their, their systems and their game plan against. Right. Uh, so for Austin Matthews and Bedard, the, the media side's not really helping their case because now they're going to be zeroing in and trying to shut you down. And, you know, Bedard, especially, he's not the biggest guy out there. You know, it can be physically demanding every single night having guys now coming to get you. You know, you saw him get mixed up with Bouchard, uh, Marchand, sorry, uh, the first night, I think it was of the season. It's it's tough. It's a big boy league. Um, so, again, but you're looking what he did in preseason. You're looking what he did in the rookie tournament. How is this guy not going to score 30 plus goals? And I think the so expectation good. is with all the hype. Yeah, you want him to score 50, but it's 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 a tough league. It's a tough league. So 30 goals. That's a great first season. That's a great first season. I'm not sure how he's going to do with the Apple department. Is he going to put up 70 assists? Probably not, but 30 goals is a really, really good start. And that release is great. It's amazing. Uh, and he's a dynamic player. You put, uh, who did he put through the, through the washing machine yesterday? I think it was Klingberg broke his ankles. Cool. And all that. So he's, 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 he's dirty. He's dirty, Nick. <laughs> yeah. The kids call him dirty for sure. That shot is electric. And I love how he gets pissed every time he doesn't score. Cause he knows his shot is that good and he should score on every shot. Uh, speaking of which, what did you make of Joseph walls um, season debut? I thought he was really, really strong in the first period. And I think I look back at that game, clearly uh, some empty netters and, and all that, you know, mixed into that, to that. I, I think Joseph wall was great. I think if anything, it reinforced the fact that I think he's the future in between the pipes for this team. Yeah, there's a lot of pressure, right? Especially on the goaltending this year, right? What's Sam Stav going to do after this season? Is Wall going to be the heir apparent? And again, I, I judge goalies differently in this market because there's all this pressure, right? And and I talked about this, I think, in previous season, talking about Freddie Anderson. Um, he's I said he was a top five goalie in the NHL based on his ability to handle this market. So, you know, you talk about him being here. There wasn't many hot mic moments, not many controversies uh, with him <laughs> being here. So I think for Wall to be able to come in and handle it and really weather that storm, uh, that first period, um, and that first half of the game gave them a chance to win. I think that's what you want from your backup goalie. And I think the main thing was um, the team didn't play too differently, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. They weren't trying to sit back and, and play yeah. a trap or, you know, there's a lot of two on ones. There's a lot of, you know, you've got, Perry sprung uh, in the end of the second period. So I think that attention to detail really wasn't there in the defensive end. But the one thing I'll, I'll say about him is um, as much as it's the quality of the save, it's the timing of the save. So it's two, one, 
Uh, Perry just scores. Um, Johnson comes in for me. I want to see him make that save just because of the timing of that. Right. You save that. Uh, you go into the third period two one. you give yourself a chance to win. So, yeah, I know the Leafs poorly piled on the last four minutes of the game when the goalie pulled. But again, that game was done, I think, after the second period. So for Wall, yeah, it's his first game. Um, you know, there's a lot of goaltenders that did worse throughout the, their first couple of games this season. So I give him a, I give him a B plus, which is good. Dude, the chat is fire, fired up today for the first loss of the season. Mr. Female Bacon writes in, did you guys like Mitch's Halloween costume on the ace ghosts, man? <laughs> can I see that chat? That's a pretty good chat. I'm going to join. You can't, you got to get over the, the YouTube <laughs> at the Leafs nation 401, where you can check out the chat. If you're listening or watching, right uh, now. I tell everybody it's, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough Nick, to bring your A game. It's 82. Do you know how hard it is And that? And, you know, the saying, what a league, like, because, you know, after like game the 60, like, I got to play another game. What a league. Guys are miserable. Guys are miserable because it's just so tough mentally, physically. Yes, you're paid a lot of money, millions of dollars, but it's tough. It's tough to really put that on. It's like the Vegas show, right? You're doing three Vegas shows a night as, as Britney Spears. It's it wears on you. So. There's going to be some games. It's not about bringing your A game every single night. It's about raising the level of your B game. And there's some stars, I think, that need to do that. And some of them are on the Leafs. If some, if there's somebody who can tell you about industry night on Sunday nights in Toronto, it's probably yours truly. So I give these guys the benefit of the doubt. But if, <laughs> if you're going to play the, the pity party with me about game three of the season and it's tough to play 82, <laughs> give me a break. Man. <laughs> yeah, I, I concede on that. Yeah, there's no excuses for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think we're, we're guilty in this market of trying to find excuses. They were just shit. And it's one of those things specifically in the Sheldon Keefe era and and Rosie used to laugh last year because I used to go ballistic. I don't know if you recall that. I think they were 4-4-2 four, four, and two in the month of October. They were losing to the shittiest teams in the world, man, like Anaheim, San Jose, uh, Arizona. They, the Arizona has their number. When they play Arizona this year, I will be hammering the Arizona Coyotes. I hammered the Chicago Blackhawks last night. There's just a reasoning behind it. We'll never have an answer to. It's inexplicable. Maybe a podcast 25 years from now as to why the Leafs can't can't beat inferior opponents and always lose to these backup goalies. Like it's unsolved at this point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. So, you know, I'll give you a little bit of an industry, speaking of industry night, I'll give you a little bit of a industry <laughs> uh, secret here is the, you know, the, the, the NHL, you, you sort of break it down into five game segments. So, you know, guys sort of, you know, look at it like that. So if you're now, you know, say you're four and oh, and you're coming into your fifth game. You're like, well, you know what? We already up on the segment. Maybe we'll take it easy. So that's a good way. If you're looking into the betting, looking at where they are at that five game segment, is it a must win or is it a game that they concede or, you know what, only they need a point. So that's uh, that's a little bit of tip for out there uh, in uh, in Leafs Nation that uh, needs some tips. I like that. I don't take any shows off, whether it's the fifth show in a row or the 10th show in a row. Without further ado, <laughs> uh, we talk about the trap game. We're going to hear now from Jay Rosso, who had some thoughts last night. Here's the first premiere edition of Rosie's Rants. Enjoy. Welcome to the first installment of Rosie's Rants. It's basically three hits with Rosie, but I get to rant if I want to. Now, it's a little early in the season for ranting and raving. We're three games in. Let's relax. We started off hot. We were building statues as usually, as usual with a hot start. But lo and behold, we have dropped a game to a team that is far and away beneath this roster at the current moment. And it has happened 
multiple times throughout the seasons. It's beginning to almost be predictable when the Leafs have a hot week and they show up against a, I don't want to say bottom feeder team. I realize Chicago is not what they were last year as far as bottom of the barrel. They've got some reasons to be a little bit more excited. But again, they're dropping games and dropping points to teams that they simply shouldn't be. I understand it's an 82-game season. I understand every team drops games to teams they probably shouldn't. And the league is a very close, tight league. I'm the one that always says any team can beat any team on any given night in this league. But the Leafs just continually go out of their way to prove that was this the worst game i've ever seen not even close they had their chances they couldn't finish they could say they got goalied a little bit um the only stat that stood out to me is they got out hit quite substantially and we know that you go into the playoffs you better have a little bit of jam you got to be throwing the body around if you get out hit in the playoffs it's not a good look for you and they got out hit tonight other than that the stats weren't horrendous but you got to bury your chances you guys you are you're so full of firepower so full of offense i'm not gonna act like i know exactly how that's done but you gotta bury your chances especially against lower level teams you can't keep dropping them because when you have those big games those huge wins against division rivals against lifelong rivals you come back two goals against down to the Montreal Canadiens or whatever the case may be and you have those monster wins that mean so much to a a team throughout the season you just give them right back away when you drop games to these lower level teams you just give them back away the Leafs are far too good far too good to come in and be nonchalant and not have their stuff and lose points to these types of teams it's a pattern that they've been famous for I'd like to think this identity on this new team is a lot different than the one from previous years but as long as they keep doing things like this it's going to be hard to guarantee that this character in that locker room is different the month of october is not their bag playing against bottom feeder teams is not their bag it's unacceptable for a top tier team they should expect more from themselves i hope they learn for it from it they got to find that character that they showed for the first two games and start applying that every single night there you have it. The one and only Jay Rosell, his thoughts on uh, last night's effort. And, uh, and Stewie, predictable and predictably, as I mentioned off the top, I mean, losing to an inferior opponent stinks. I, I thought they showed a bit of jam, but as you mentioned, like you're just not going to have it every game, unfortunately. And I, I think it's good that people like you who have played in this league, you and, and Rosie can speak to that because it's so easy as fans to sit, uh, you know, watching on my TV and say, hey, where was the effort tonight? But it's a, it's a grueling season. It is, and uh, not to bring the minor hockey conversation, but I was the most prepped coach yesterday. I had all my game plans ready to go, ready for a big win, and we lose 6-1, right? Oh. So, again, you can you can be prepared, but the game has to be played on the ice. And I think one thing that needs to be remembered here, there's new you know, personnel that are coming into this group. What is it? Five new forwards, six including Matthew Nyes, who, who came in at the playoffs, a new defenseman, some new pairing pairing excuse me so it sort of takes time to get acclimated so that's not an excuse yes it's the nhl you're professional you should be able to play with anybody but it needs now to you know you need to get some chemistry and you're looking at the lineups there's already mixing and matching you know you saw domi go up from i think one pump one or pump two down to pump three as well you know you got reeves and you got gregor coming in minton who's still trying to get his legs underneath them so you're still in a, a retooling phase right now in this first phase of, of the season you're going to see what works, see what works on your specialty teams. I think that's clicking right now, 40%. So it's more of an experimental phase. 
Uh, and, you know, you're looking at the season, you know, four out of six points, you know, you're tied for first, I think, in the division. The key is now you're now going on the road and you're going to have to adjust to that. So I think that's where you're really going to get a sense of where this team is at. I think after this five game uh, road trip and um, for me, I give them a little I'm a, I'm a I'm not saying I'm a leave hater, but I, I, I got the goggles on where I'm I'm really seeing what type of group they have. Uh, but it's too early to really have a full assessment right now. Hey, uh, surprisingly, the chart people uh, are not a big fan of Ryan Reeves' game early on. I don't know what game they're watching, but uh, I've loved Ryan Reeves. Have you liked him so far? Absolutely. He he came as advertised. And, you know, it's, you know, you, you, you look at, what's the guy's name? Leclaplom Bardownski, right? So when you're thinking of a fourth line guy, you're thinking of a guy that's going to come in, 25 hits, 25 fights, 25, that, that player doesn't exist. <laughs> right. And his specific role and having a Stanley cup contending team, you need different pieces of, of the puzzle. And he is a piece of that puzzle. And he comes in and he's finishing all his checks. He's creating some space for his line mates. And I'll tell you one thing. I was at that game Saturday night sitting in, uh, of course I was in the 300th row, right? Uh, not Draw 100. Um, and that hit that he threw, that's the loudest I've ever heard that building as a professional or as an analyst, the anticipation after the hit, the anticipation before the fight with Felino. that's the loudest I've ever heard that building. So when you're a player now and you have an ability now to draw that out of the crowd, you are doing your job. So yes, I, I see the analytics. I see the numbers, right. But he's not coming in here to be a puck. You know, uh, when I was the beginning of analytics, I think it was like 2013, 2014, my agent was telling me, you know what, hold on to the puck for six or seven uh, more seconds. Yeah. My analytics went through the roof when my coach said, I know what you're doing. Get rid of the damn puck. What are you doing? Out there? <laughs> <a great> so <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing too. He's got to get used to his line mates, but what he brings on a nightly basis, he makes everybody three inches taller and 20 pounds heavier. And that's what you want. Um, and that was part of the turning point. I think of that game against Minnesota where now they said, you know what, we're into this game. Um, and it can be a distraction for the other team, knowing that they have a guy like Reeves, that's going to be physical. Some other teams now are going to get involved and want to try to now, you know, get into the war of attrition and they might now take more penalties here and there. So I think for Reeves, yeah, if you're looking for Leclap bomb Bardownski, you're not going to get that, but that player doesn't exist, and I think he's come as advertised. And so far through three games, he's 100% doing his job. I haven't been shy about giving takes on Scotiabank Arena and the crowd, and even watching last night, it's a Monday night game. Like It sounds like a funeral home every game in this market, but specifically on Monday nights, even with Connor Bedard in the building, which is crazy to me, but like, there was a buzz in the first period every time Ryan Reeves touched the puck. And I've mentioned this the last week, you know, covering this team here in the regular season so far, that I think it's it's good to have Ryan Reeves off the ice too because a lot of the attention is being shifted away from like Nylander's contract and Marner struggles to score early on and stuff like that. And everybody's talking about Ryan Reeves. Like that's exactly what you want from a guy like this. Not to mention he's Mr. DJ like Dion Phaneuf back in the day in the room. We're all talking about that talk about his fight and his back and forth with Arbor Jacki. Like you need that type of guy in your room. And I, I just, I loved him. Like I, I know the numbers may not necessarily check out and he didn't play much in the second half of the game last night, but I think he brings that sort of jam, that element. And I don't know if it's going to translate to the Stanley cup playoffs, but I think the personality is big for this team, Rosie. Or, uh, yeah. And we talked about, yeah. And we talked about that 82 game season and sometimes it can be 
uh, a drag coming to the rink every single day. But if you have an atmosphere where it's exciting to be in the room, it's exciting to be amongst your teammates, you're excited to go on the road because you know you're going to have a good time and 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 have some team bonding. That there, there's no analytic for that. And, and again, I, and, I, and I hear about it, right? I, well, you know, they had that in, in previous seasons. I think it's it's a little bit different because um, he doesn't take a shift off. So whether he's going to play six minutes, whether he's going to play 12 or 14, it doesn't change his game. And trust me, I've been in that position where I went from 15 minutes to playing seven minutes. You become miserable and you're like, oh, I don't know if I really want to throw this check or I want to, you know, I'm not playing. He brings that energy every single night. And, and you talk about it. You know, I played against Rosie and I played against Colton Orr and Fraser McLaren. And when those guys weren't on the ice or they weren't on the team, I'm running around killing everybody. But when they were there, I thought twice about how clean this hit was going to be, how rough or how heavy it was going to be, knowing that I had to answer to those guys. So if I'm taking a night off or taking a little bit easy on the physical end, it makes it easier for that team. So again, analytic guys, please go Go figure out an analytic for that uh, metric, please. Please figure that out because it does have an impact. And I think to who it matters most is the coaches, the management, the team, but most importantly, the players. Chirp by 60, I think is what that's called. But uh, I'm glad you brought that up. (laughs) That's my biggest issue with analytics and social media in general. It's like a lot of it is people. And I'm not just going to spend this entire podcast and show today just bitching about the analytics community because I think it's a fantastic tool. A lot of it is people who have never stepped on ice. And I love the fact that you brought up that you've played against guys like that, Rosie and Orzi and guys like that, who instill not fear, but like make you think twice about delivering a check. And, you know, the analytics community suggests that's not a thing or something above those lines is not a thing, but it's true. It's real. and, and, And you're making case to it right now. Yeah. And hockey is, is a contact sport. And again, I had to make a living playing physical and, you know, it probably cost me a lot of dollars because, you know, I was intimidated at, at times, right? And, you know, I was a player that didn't have to fight throughout junior early on in my career, and I had to do it near the end. And there was a lot of nights I was scared. But, you know, I in turn told my brother, like, hey, buddy, like, you got to get over this fear because it's, it's hurting my career. And he did the same thing with Wayne Simmons. And when those guys came into the league, they fought everybody. And they went from being fearful to being the feared and that helped their career where because they had that extra space um, they were able to go to the net and not get cross-checked because guys are worried about getting punched in the face and my brother had a 28 goal 60 point season Wayne had how many 30 goal season because they had that intimidation factor people were afraid to go around them or were afraid what they were going to do on a nightly basis that in turn uh, turned into more goals assists points and wins for their team yeah, I couldn't agree more. And uh, the least getting said, of course, uh, for their five game road trip, Florida, Tampa, Washington, Dallas and Nashville starts on Thursday against the Panthers. I think it's Florida's uh, home opener, by the way, in that one. The Panthers, a big win to wrap up the road trip last night against the New Jersey Devils. Uh, what's the first roadie of the season like? I know Rosie was talking about it the other day, like the boys are fired up now. Yeah, I think it's around the time you're getting your first paycheck. So guys are getting ready to go down to South Beach and go to Louis Vuitton, buy some new bags, maybe a new suit, a a Miami Vice suit, maybe some linen. Uh, But I think it's good because you get away from the noise of, uh, you know, most of the media in the local city. So now you're able to go get some bonding time, sleep on the road, have some nice dinners. Uh, And I think that's great with a new team with seven, eight new players. It's good to get out there and get that team bonding going. There's so many other factors when you're at home, you got to deal with family and the dog and kids and school, Uh, but you can really have that time just to sit around and and bond. And that's a big, big part of it. Yeah. Um, 
not to get on the analytics community again, but let's talk about the team bonding and how much of a factor that that has uh, with groups too. So I think it's a great trip. Uh, Florida, Tampa, it's a lot of fun. Some great restaurants, Dallas, Nobu, Dallas. Ooh, I'm, uh, I'm going to go fly in maybe for some sushi. I'm, I'm uh, craving that as well too. So I think for them right now, uh, if they come back with, uh, you know, six, seven points, I don't think that's the end of the world, but uh, say they come back with five. I, I, uh, again, I don't want to be talking about it next week. Why is the sky sky falling? They only got five out of 10. It's still early. Yeah. It's a new group. Uh, I want them. I'm going to judge it by how many of those details have they been shoring up over the next five games. I've almost, I've braced for it. The last um, two Octobers, by the way, at least were four, four and one and four, four and two. So like I pretty much have accepted it's not going to be a great October. It is what it is, but it is a semi-difficult road trip. Is it too early to call it a measuring stick road trip, especially when you play Florida and Tampa the way you do the Tampa Bay Lightning are not the same team without Vasilevsky. Florida's banged up. Like you, you want to flex your muscles early on in the season and show, uh, show these teams who, who, who the, who the boss is, right? Yeah, but you know, for this group, it's you know, how's Samsonov? Is he going to get that GAA down a little bit? Is he going to be outside his crease, challenging the pucks? How's he going to be doing playing with the lead? Is he going to be surprised by some pucks going in the nets? Uh, how is how is that line three? Are they going to get going? You know, Matthew Nice. You know, he's you know he went from a bigger role last year to now he's on the third line and just getting his feet wet too. And uh, what's going to go on with the fourth line? Are they going to continue their, their truculence? Uh, are they going to you know, maybe get in the plus column. So I'm those little details, I think is going to be the measuring stick. You can't measure the W's and L's at this point. Cause you still got to get used to the teams. You got to get used to the new schemes and their systems as well. So, you know, we talk about those segments, you know, five game segments. I think after this one, that's sort of now where you got to put those uh, microscope goggles on and start dissecting. Right. But it's still game, you know, there's still game three to eight after that. That's when it's time to judge. It's now, are they fixing or improving on those details that sort of been uh, plaguing them these first three games of the season? You're a development guy. Um, you know, again, I'm not really somebody who's played high-level hockey, but again, I watch a lot of hockey, as you know. Fraser Minton, I think he's been just okay. Um, uh, similar, obviously different, I would say, since training camp and the preseason and how much of a story he was. What would you do with Fraser Minton? To me, he's trending towards going back to junior here, and that's okay. Yeah, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. And it, it, yeah. it's 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 tough. It takes a special player to come in at play at 18, 19 years old. And it's tough to really rush, you know, some of these young guys, cause there's expectations, especially in this market. And you, you look at a player like Nick Robertson who came in and, you know, everyone maybe expected him to be his brother and he, you know, he's not that type of player, but you know, I, I'd like to see him possibly get some games too. So I think with Minton, yeah, if, if he's not going to play 14, 15 minutes, it's best to go down in junior light it up, get some confidence. And there's some young guys up there that I think have deserved or earned an opportunity based on their play last year. You know, you look at a player like Holmberg, I think he was trending towards nine, 10 goals and he was yeah. playing some good hockey. I thought, and he looked like an NHL player. Uh, you got McMahon as well. Um, and Robertson, who's I think got six points in two or three games. So I'd like to see him uh, get an opportunity or some of these other guys, right? Because unless you know, you're going to step up, and play every single night and be an impact player. There's no point in playing seven, eight minutes as a 19 year old player. So if you're not going to have a bigger role, go down, produce, come back when you're ready. It'll make you a better player, uh, you know, for the long-term uh, sustainability of your career. 
And unfortunately, I think Matthew Nyes has been stuck in sort of this Minton vortex now where I think they need to find a way to get Matthew Nyes in the top six. But uh, we'll leave it at that for today because, again, there's there's a lot to cover with this team as the season moves on. But Fraser Minton's uh, a guy I'll be watching very, very carefully through this five-game road trip to see how he's utilized. But I couldn't agree more when it comes to some of the guys waiting in the wings with NHL experience who probably are better suited to be on this team right now. And there's no rush with kids in general. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19-plus. Please play responsibly. So, Stewie, pretty much this segment's just about getting, giving a betting play and then just conversing about it. Um, looking at tonight's nine-game slate, by the way, there's one that really, really stood out. Producer Aaron's going to love this. Uh, the Sheriff is playing the Nashville Predators. The, the Sheriff being Leon Dreisaitl. He is the Sheriff of Bridgestone Arena and Nashville. 22 goals in 23 games uh, against the Preds. So I'm hammering the anytime goal here for Drysaddle. And I'm, I'm laying a sledgehammer to the Oilers tonight. They have to win this one. They have to. I'm not sure who's starting in goaltending tonight. I think it might be uh, Stuart Skinner right now, but there's a lot of expectations in Edmonton too. So um, I would pick the over <laughs> because I think the goals are coming and it could spell pain uh, for the Nashville Predators tonight with the offense that uh, the Oilers are going to unleash on them. You didn't call a, uh, um, a Jack Campbell shutout. That's always good. And thank you to producer Aaron, oh, the mayor man, of Nashville, man. not the sheriff. I'm going to block Nashville. you on Twitter. I'm blocking you on Twitter. I'm blocking you on X. I wouldn't even see it because the algorithm, I don't see any tweets. So it doesn't matter. I don't even know you who follows that. me. I don't you know who say I that. I see anymore. all your make a trade. I see all your make a trade tweets about four times a day. I see them. Dude, I, I, again, not to bring it full circle of this conversation, but it's perplexing beyond belief where I see tweets from last night. Like I'll go on Twitter after the show and I'll read tweets from 17 hours ago. Like, oh, Matthew <laughs> scores. Oh no, it's called back. It makes no sense to me. Let's get, let's get uh, Elon on the show. We'll, we'll air our grievances out with him. I'll try my best to get Elon Musk on the show. So there you have it. Your debut in the books. Is this better than your NHL debut? Absolutely. I didn't uh, mess up the rookie lap. So I'm, I'm really excited to be here and thanks for having me on. I'll have a little bit of a, a better setup. I know you see the gold medal back there. First goal puck, but uh, I'll work on my lighting there. You look like you're doing this from uh, the Care Bears cave up there. They're looking, looking really yeah, no, shiny I've, up there. I like it. I've gone really, really blue. If I go red, it feels like I'm in the red light district. I have some different colors. Uh, I know you probably <laughs> frequented that area. In Am- have you been to Amsterdam before? <laughs> I have not. And I wouldn't tell you if I did. <laughs> I like that answer. I like that, Stewie. So we'll leave it at that and we'll talk. I believe you're in uh, in a couple weeks. Excellent stuff today, Stu. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. There you have it at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. That's Anthony Stewart. I'm Nick Alberga. By the way, coming up on Wednesday, Rosie's back in the mix, and we got a very special guest. Jeremy Roenick, JR, is going to stop by. We're going to get his thoughts on the Toronto Maple Leafs. For now, I bid you farewell. We'll talk on Wednesday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.